0: A quick warning to listeners, this podcast contains spoilers for the King Killer Chronicle, both main books and any of the side stories Pat Rothfuss has released. So if you haven't read those, please do not listen until you do, and then come back and enjoy this with me. Another warning, or rather caveat, I'm not affiliated in any way with Pat or Daw Books or any kind of network or group. I'm just doing this by myself. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back to Entirely the Right Sort of Podcast. I hope you're all doing well, travelers. I also hope you've washed off your barbarian stink and put any musical instruments away, because today we're going to Hairt. Let's talk vachette, baby. Let's talk about the lethony. I really like vachette who we're profiling today in case uh, that little song didn't make it clear. I'd say she's actually one of my favorite characters and I didn't always feel this way. It took a few listens of the audiobook for me really to pick up kind of on her personality as more than just quotes strict teacher who likes to hit him in the face and yell at him when he's being dense. Um, I think she's a perfect teacher for him she speaks a turn well, she's traveled, she's funny, she's not as restrained as other adem. she's patient when she needs to be, but she's also strict when Quoth is being particularly hard-headed and/ or violent and needs to be verbally or physically slapped around a bit. Plus, I just think she's cool. I'm going to plug myself real quick because if I had any say in anything. I think I should play Vachette in whatever movie or TV series or video game that they're cooking up. Here are my arguments. Um, she and I are probably similar in age because she's supposed to be 10 years older than Quoth when he is 17, and I am approaching 30 this year, so she and I are, you know, in the in the ballpark. I also like to think of her as tall because she's about Kvothe's height. So a 17-year-old boy... Well, maybe in in uh, the modern era, I don't know what proper height is in the Four Corners back in the day, but I like to think of Vachette as 5'10", which is my height. Of course, me playing Vachette requires me to take acting classes, become athletic, dye my hair sandy blonde, and put in contacts because I have green eyes, not gray. But anyone who's listening, Pat, Lynn manuel Miranda, um, Lionsgate Entertainment or whoever, HBO, Taika Waititi, I don't know. I'm willing to do that for a fee. Call me up. So I'm going to start each of these character studies with a list of seven things we know or we don't know about the character. Seven, as we know, holds a particular significance in the story. Seven Chandrian, seven words that'll make a woman love you, seven strings on the lute, et etc. et cetera. So what do we know about Vachette? Number one, she's not from Haert, she's from Faant, and she travels there at least once in the wise man's sphere. Number two, in Fant, she followed the path of joy before she lo- joined the school of the Latantha. Number three, she's seen as rather wild in Haert, but a bit stiff and stodgy back home. She laughs a lot, so it seems she's Maybe in the middle of these two, let's say, dichotomies, is that the right word? Of ADM behavior. Please let me know if that's not the right word. Number four, she traveled with a poet king in the small kingdoms for four years as captain and bodyguard. Number five, she appears very uncomfortable with discussion of the Chandrian or of demons and magic and she also appears uncomfortable with Quoth's given name, Maedra, and his choice of sword, Cesare slash Cesura. Number six, Vashet's name, when pronounced in different ways, means the hammer, the clay, and the spinning wheel. As she says, she is one which shapes and sharpens or destroys. And she says only that which bend can teach. Bends, sorry. Number seven, Vashet is Magwen's granddaughter, but we don't know anything else about her family or I believe what stone she has gained. Interesting to me thinking about it that Magwen maybe moved from Fayant to Hert, or maybe always lived there. I don't know. We don't really know much about her family. Now, I just want to touch on what I just said that last bit. I was on Reddit recently and came across something in a thread about Vashet and Magwin. There was a comment from user, there were no prequels, that mentioned maybe Grandmother is just a fond title for Magwin, much like Gran um, in Levenshire, who we meet a little later in Wise Man's Fear. I hadn't considered that, so thank you to that user for opening my brain a little bit. This can explain two things. One. Why Vachette did not tell Magwen she had returned to Hert, and two, why Magwen herself is in Hert when we know Vachette is from Fant. So it's possible uh, grandmother is just something everyone calls Magwen as the distinguished older lady of the city. I think that her calling Vachette her little rabbit maybe indicates familiarity and a family tie, but I always have found it curious that Vachette did not go visit Magwen if they truly are family. We're not really sure how close the Adem family unit is, especially with the mercenaries, though we do know Ademre is a matriarchal society. It's possible Magwen is so important that maybe Vashet keeps a little professional distance from her. It's also possible Vashet does not have the same respect for Magwen that Shayhin does, so she didn't come immediately to see her. And it also seems like Bachette had just returned before beginning to teach Quoth, so maybe she just lost track of time, and you know, like any 20-something thinks she's too busy to go see her grandma. Let's zoom out and talk about Ademre itself real quick. I actually just finished a paper for an American studies class that I took when I was abroad on transnationalism and brevity, and I shoehorn Ademre in there real quick haven't gotten the grade back, but I've been thinking about it a lot. To me, the Adem are similar to some other fantasy tropes. They're a warrior culture, isolated from society. The rest of the world thinks that they're odd. They follow their own philosophy and they have their own language, etc, etc. So the mercenaries are world travelers, but from what we know, the Adem still think their way of life is quite superior. It's civilization, and those in the four corners and maybe elsewhere are barbarians. They see their hand language also as much more civilized and subtle, and their language reflects stillness and silence, which Vashet says is the heart of dem. There's also the much-discussed belief in female reproduction, where they believe men play no part in baby-making, and call the barbarian belief man-mothers, which Kvothe tries to argue with Pentha about before wisely realizing this is a battle he ain't gonna win. They're also not monogamous partners, so they have different ideas of physical intimacy. Also, perhaps one of the most shocking things to Kvothe is their stance on music. It's seen as an extraordinarily intimate thing. Vachette tells him to hide his lute while he's in Hert and encourages him not even to tell anyone he's a musician, because they would think of him as a whore. Kvothe definitely has some culture shock while he's in a but... He gets a lot out of the experience, of course, getting Caesara slash and also getting closer to fully understanding that long-sought name of the wind. Now my friends and fellow travelers, we turn to what I think are the two most interesting things to discuss about Vashet, her poet king in the small kingdoms, and her seeming reluctance to talk about the Chandrian or anything arcane. I'm also going to get into larger theories and predictions, so buckle up, buddy. Let's start with her attitude about the Rinta slash Demons Not Really Demons slash Chandrian. Now, I believe Cloth asks Vashet first if the ADAM have stories about the Chandrian. Then he asks Shayen after she mentions the Rinta and the Bandit camp, which is after his test at the Sword Tree. Then he asks Vashet again to ask Shayin, When he finally gets to hear the ADEM names for the Chandrian, which I will probably not say, just to be safe, it is after his stone trial, right before Magwin gives him a name. We get a nice recap of this from Reddit user jazer1. If you want to go look that up, you can Google Vashet Chandrian and probably get there. Each time the Chandrian are mentioned, and Bashet and Quoth are alone, she goes from her expressive self to suddenly impassive, and she switches to hand language as if to hide her true feelings and emotions. She also exhibits this discomfort um, quite brazenly, I would say, when Quoth is t- first talking with Shayen about it and requests that they change the subject. So why is this? We don't know if the ADEM are religious or if they're superstitious at all, we do know they place great emphasis on names and that they have their thousand miles thousand nights rule about speaking the true names of the chandrian also wanted to point out that even though i believe simmons says that the women of the tall are just a fairy story pentha does mention the tall involved when she and Quoth are talking about sexually transmitted infections so they know uh, a little more about the world. As the Cathay would say, you'd have to leave your four corners far behind to find anyone who wants to talk about the Chandrian. I paraphrase that. So onto the Rinta. Tempi tells Shan there was a Rinta with the bandits. Again, this is their name for what Quoth would call demons, something that is more than a man, but less than a man. He specifies, are they the Chandrian? And Shayen says, I've heard them called that, but Rinta is a better name. We don't hear Kvoth tell Tempe that he believes the bandit leader was a Chandrian demon Rinta. So perhaps Tempe picks it up from context clues when the mercenaries can't find the bandit leader's body or from the way that the bandit leader can hear Martin praying. Or perhaps Kvoth did mention something to him about it, but Pat did not include this in the book. I don't think that's as valid of a maybe just because Kvothe is pretty hesitant to talk to anyone about the Chandrian. I digress. I think maybe Vashet knows something about the Chandrian, that she saw or experienced something while she was in the small kingdoms, or with the guy from the Small Kingdoms, maybe not there. It's a a little um, ambiguous (laughs) as to whether or not she was actually in the Small Kingdoms or if the Poet King was just from the Small Kingdoms. So maybe a little tinfoil there. Again, we've been waiting nine years for this next book and we're all going crazy. Vashet also tells Quoth that she and Shahin both noticed something troubling in his spirit. So maybe Vashet is just worried at first that Kavoth could be seeking knowledge to join the Chandrian. This could also be why she seems hesitant to choose a sword for him, and especially that particular sword, and why she expresses some surprise or discomfort at the name Magwin gives him. This could be because she knows he has a darker side and she has reservations about handing him a weapon and handing him more knowledge. Shehan herself is cautious about telling him the story of the seven cities and one city, but she does it she also does not argue with his insistence on killing the Rinta, who by the way is almost definitely cinder she only tells him that he will need more than the katan to do so it is Vashet who is so hesitant whose face goes blank whenever he mentions the chandrian i'm sure there's a theory out there that she is somehow tied to them or working for them but i would like that not to be true because i quite like her i do think she knows more than she is letting on quick side note i want to say here now that both Sisera and Folly are referred to in the books in feminine terms. So I'm gonna include them in a future female characters, character study episode, because this is my podcast and I can do what I want. Next, let's move on to the poet king. And in this section, we'll get into a little king killing theory. We get a bit of information about this poet king sprinkled in. Vachette was his bodyguard and captain for four years. Interesting, she notes he is a poet who happened to be a king, not the other way around. Vachette knows how different intimacy and procreation are viewed in the Four Corners because of her conversations with him. And we get the iconic, there is a great deal of difference between a penis and a heart line at the end of chapter 124 in Wise Man's Fear. We don't get much about the small kingdoms in the text. You can figure out its borders somewhat easily in the book maps, but the map on Pat's website is color coded, so we can discern that the Small Kingdoms includes the main area, Jumpui, some land south of Ventus, and what looks like a little bit of land between Modeg and Ventus north of Tinue. What we do get about the Small Kingdoms is first from Quoth, only priests and fools expect the roads there to be safe from Codicus, that a large portion of the small kingdoms was once ruled by the lacklaces. And also earlier in wise man's fear, Quoth quotes Arwill as saying ladies in the small kingdoms drink bread and beer when they're pregnant because it includes all sorts of minerals. Quoth also spends time in Junpui after he's shipwrecked in wise man's fear. And he mentions in name of the wind that they have harsh punishments for breaking the law when he's bartering with a shopkeeper in Tarbian. So, the poet king. Why include this dude in the narrative? Here I'm gonna get into a little bit of broader theory. So thanks to Vashet for opening that door for me. Given what we know about Quoth and what he's done, a poet king sounds significant because Quoth is of course called King Killer, and the Smith's prentice refers to his sword being a poet killer. Is Vashet's former client from the same from the small kingdom? Excuse me. The king that Quoth kills, or the poet he kills, is he the same guy, or does Quoth kill both a poet and a king separately? And is him killing a poet even reality or just a rumor? I can't answer any of these, of course, unfortunately, but I am going to speculate, gosh darn it. Note that there are also rumors Quoth killed an angel, which I'm sure I will bring up at some point and that he killed a man in Imre in front of the fountain, cracked the cobblestones, they said they can never be mended. Introducing a new character as Vashet's Poet King or establishing a current character as this Poet King could have big implications for the story because it could bring Kvoth into direct conflict with the Edem and with his teacher. It's very possible that Pat put this guy in as a deliberate misdirect or as a piece of world-building to explain Vachette's history. Personally, I think there are bigger implications with both killing known characters, or one that we've heard more about, such as Roderick Calanthus, whom, by the way, I think is probably the king he kills just because we get so many hints in Wise Man's Fear about it, and because there are also hints that the penitent king in the uh, main story is Alvaron, and that Navarre is in Ventus. Who else could these victims of quoth be? If circumstances line up, both Simon and Ambrose could become kings in their countries, and they are also poets. Simon and Ambrose are more likely to be an Emre than Calanthus or Alvaron, or maybe this guy from the small kingdoms. Of course, giving their proximity to the university. I'm probably going to get into this more later in a future podcast since we have strayed a little from the path of Vashet, path of the hammer. But I'm going to share a link or two on Twitter and will include what I think is a fascinating theory from Reddit about Simon being the King Killer. All in all, I think Gloth does a lot of growth in ademre and Vashet certainly helps him, um, protects him in a way. I think is so crucial to his development and the things he learns and is kind of his go-between with Shayen. So even though she const- constantly rags on Tempe for being stupid, um, I really like her. Um, thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you to everyone who's followed me on Twitter in the past week. It's been nice to hear from the KKC community and the podcast community. A special thanks to Mandy from Caster Quest for reaching out seeing if I need anything. You can find me on Twitter if you haven't already at E-T-R-S-O-P, which stands for Entirely the Right Sort of Podcast, or email me at E-T-R-S-O-P at gmail.com. I'm still hoping to find someone to make cover art for the podcast, and maybe a little bit of loop music for the intro, because right now I'm using provided music from Anchor.fm, which is a great service, and that music is nice, but it doesn't quite have the right feel because I don't think it's a loop. I hope you'll all enjoy me, join me again next time when I discuss A Certain scrib from Modeg. Until then, may all your stories be glad ones and your roads be smooth and short.